like I need to dust off my microphone. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome back to We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira and I'm Em and we took a hiatus which Quite is actually a hiatus. one of my favourite words. Don't know if you feel the same way but hiatus is such a fun word. It feels um, so profesh. Yeah it's nice it's a nice word it has a nice ring to it and so does this podcast but we weren't <laughs> ringing it for a while. <laughs> No, no, we weren't. You may have noticed that We're Spinning Plates, after we finished season two, did disappear for (laughs) accidentally a long time, a good couple of months, and we have had messages about it. And for a long time, I just don't think we knew what to do about this podcast. We kind of felt a bit stuck. Yeah, I think that's definitely the right way to describe it. It was like, I think it's it's one of those things where you kind of have a gut feeling that it's not quite right or it's not fulfilling like what we wanted it to do when we first like set out to do it but you can't quite put your finger on exactly what so instead of trying to like figure out the problem we just then kind of didn't talk about it or do it or anything it just kind of became this like big elephant in the room um which is not good so I'm glad we've like we've we've moved past that now but yeah yeah it definitely became like a taboo subject because It's one of those projects that, for me, like, it is one of my favourites that I do. But I think... I don't know if it's because it's a, like, two-person project. I feel like it has the most pressure behind it. Or Mm. because a lot of people said that it was their favourite thing. Like, there's a lot of pressure behind it. And I feel like it was the first time I ever experienced, like, proper burnout. I know I, like, left YouTube for a while, but that didn't feel like burnout. More just, like, I needed time away because I wasn't feeling inspired whereas with this like it was a mixture of the two like we weren't sure what direction was best for the podcast and also I think we just got burnt out in that it seeped into and I feel like this is a good topic for a podcast because when you start a project with one of your closest friends it's really hard not to let that seep into the friendship to the point where it feels like that's all you can talk about and everything you do Mm. is to do with that project Yeah, I think it was a combination of factors in terms of that topic in particular, where we both were like very busy um, and then we were only seeing each other for the podcast purposes and therefore like that sort of like became the friendship rather than like what it used to be, which is that we'd like talk about the podcast occasionally, but we also would meet up and do loads of other things. And I think just that combination of like life factors and busyness and all kinds of other things alongside the podcast just meant that it became like a bit of a, I don't want to say like a chore, but in terms of like, it was, it felt like a work commitment and, and therefore like we'd kind of like lost some of the joy that we originally had from it, or at least that was my experience. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like that kind of friendship and the chemistry and that joy that we felt when we first started I feel like you could even tell on the podcast that it was starting to feel a bit like a chore like I loved last season and I loved all the guests and every episode is so special and offered a different insight and we're really thankful Mm -hmm. to everyone that came on the podcast but in terms of like our time and like coordinating guests and having three people on a podcast, it was really difficult, I think, to coordinate. So we wanted to change up and bring guests, but then guests was really time consuming. And I think this opens up another wider discussion, which (laughs) is that when you are doing all of these projects and content creation on the side of a full-time job, like like, where do you set boundaries for the other things in your life? And I feel like it's really hard to do that when it feels like every spare moment should be 
creating and we live in like an online society at the moment where I think it feels like you have to be active on every platform at all times and it's just not possible sometimes so I do feel like this has been even though it's sad that the podcast did like leave for a couple of months I do think it really draws back to the roots of what the podcast is which is spinning plates and how hard (laughs) it is to do that and how hard it is especially to do that when those plates aren't the things earning you the most money so they can't really be your largest commitment yeah it's it's a really difficult one and obviously I feel like this is a, a discussion that is had by creative people like in so many different fields is that like balance between being really passionate about something and wanting to put your love into and like time and effort into something for the like passion of the creativity and just like purely for that reason which is fair enough but then there is also the reality of like you have to live and sustain your life and also like as humans we only have so many hours in the day um and we also only have sorry i just started thinking about the same 24 hours in the day lol (laughs) Um, but we do we only have certain amount of hours in the day and we also only have a certain amount of energy and it's important to have downtime and finding that balance between your full-time job because for a lot of people listening i'm sure and for us both uh creative pursuits are not our full-time job so we have a full-time job we have a variety of different creative projects and you're a writer and that's like a big commitment for you I obviously love going to the gym and I have previously been like paid to be a yoga teacher and things like that and there are lots of different plates as we sort of bring it back to the title and and I think it is as we continue to learn an ever changing like balance like it's not as if you can get it right once and then that's it forever because different curveballs always come at you different projects and opportunities come up and I think what this has shown us is that it is just like a constant like flow of like some things being your priority at certain points and other things sort of taking over at other times um and what I personally want to try and work on is having less of an all or nothing mentality because I think I've definitely had that in, in so many areas of my life not just creative pursuits but I think I love to give my all to something and then if I feel like I can't give it everything I don't want to give it anything and I feel like that's not productive um and it can lead to sort of like dropping things without really wanting to such as the podcast where we took this big break and I think I just need to kind of remind myself that yeah you can't be doing everything at maximum effort all of the time but that doesn't mean that you can't be doing things still yeah. if that makes sense <laughs> yeah I mean I just lost my voice there clearly my voice is not <laughs> used to the podcast but I completely understand what you mean I finished my weekly vlog yesterday and at the end of the vlog I said I'm about to get another deadline for the book and that will mean that I probably won't film next week's weekly vlog because in the grand scheme of things one weekly vlog is nowhere near as important as making sure the like the last time I like have eyes on my book that it's how I want it to be and it was the first time I think that I'd stepped back and like said we're not going to have that content because I've got to prioritize because there's so much going on and it feels really nice to do that and I think that is something that I am trying to practice in being like Mm -hmm. I think people would rather we skip a week or we miss a video if it's going to mean that everything continues overall like you don't have to be consistent on everything all the time it's impossible I feel like we were talking last week when we went out for coffee about the future of YouTube I remember when I first started content creating I was 15 years old and I had a beauty blog 
wild. Yes, blogging. (laughs) Yeah, it was the days, wasn't it? And I remember people saying, I can't believe people are moving over to YouTube. No one's reading blogs anymore. And although there are some blogs that really thrive nowadays, it is kind of a thing of the past in that it did shift to YouTube. And then in the last couple of years, I feel like YouTube is slightly shifting over towards short form content and TikTok, which is that like massive social media monster that has kind of taken over the sphere. I work in social media marketing and the first thing I was assigned when I started my new job was creating a TikTok and it was something I'd never done before and I've recently just started my own and it felt kind of, I really dragged my heels on it. I was like, I love YouTube. I love like the things I'm doing. I don't want to succumb to the way that it's changing and the fact that I need to have a TikTok, but I feel like it is constantly changing. And so it is hard to be a content creator and like follow those ebbs and flows without wanting to drag your heels. So that is a long way of saying (laughs) (laughs) that being a content creator is my favorite thing personally. One of my favorite things is up there in the top three about my life. I love it, it's fun. (laughs) But it needs to be fun. And I feel like it's also reflected in the content. I feel like you'll be able to tell that we're having more fun now that we're not burnt out. Absolutely. I think, yeah, like you say, it's at its heart, this is something that is like a passion project for us. And I think we let that slip a little bit as we were sort of getting towards the end of season two and getting burnt out. But I think we're, we're coming back to that like fun just like friendly, chatty vibe, which is what we wanted in the first place to discuss things that are going on in our life that might be relatable to other people, talking about these topics like content creation and the fact that it is a really, really fun thing to do and very like privileged to be able to say that we like get to do this because it is really fun, but also it's not all fun. And it's sort of like, I think important to open up those discussions so that people don't think like, oh, if I'm not having as much fun as it looks or sounds like other people are having, then I'm not doing it right. Because I think probably for a lot of people, there are those ups and downs. And I think we just need to keep that dialogue open. So yeah, we're back. That's the long and short of it. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is so important, I think, to keep communicating with the people that consume content because I appreciate every single view and every single like and every single listen. But what comes with that also is the pressures of content creation. So as you say, I think it's just really important to have that dialogue open and to just be completely transparent because this industry can often not be transparent and there can be things mm. that people don't say because they don't want to say them. But let's smash those boundaries and <laughs> let's say them. Content creation is let's hard, do it. but We're Spinning Plates is back. So yeah, that was our first little chunk of the podcast. Do we want to talk about maybe the kind of changes from last season to this season and how it might look i think so yeah i think let's let's dive into that because um yeah while we are excited to be back i think we obviously want to shift things a little bit so that we keep the keep the fun alive so yeah <laughs> keep the dream alive kids. yes <laughs> um so ultimately i think what we've sort of learned from the discussions we've had about the podcast um is that what we loved at the heart of it was like the weekly roundup and just yeah. like being able to talk about where we were at in our lives, what was going on, things that have been going well, things that haven't been going well, any exciting projects, all of those kinds of things. And I think that is kind of like what is going to be the heart of the podcast going forward, if I'm right. I feel like that is what we love, what we think other people enjoy listening to is just like fun, chatty, relatable content. So that's kind of what we're shooting for. 
Definitely. I feel like the two main elements, as we've just discussed, of this podcast are friendship and spinning plates. And they are the two things that we're most likely to cover in our roundup. So I feel like we're really stripping it back to its roots, Mm -hmm. but in a really, I think, positive way. I'm really excited that we're kind of taking it in this direction because you are right. I mean, the thing that rolls off the tip of our tongues... I don't like that phrase. I don't like the word Uh, tongues. (laughs) The thing that rolls off the tip of our tongues when we are recording these podcasts is how we're feeling what we're going through. And if that can be relatable or helpful in any way, I think that's probably the aim of the podcast. Because Mm -hmm. we did used to, in season one, we used to focus on one set theme of the week. And it's quite likely that we'll cover some of those topics just in a really kind of spontaneous, what have you been up to this week? How are you feeling kind of way? And then obviously we always had the agony ant column and I feel like that was really fun and for a long time it was my favorite part of the podcast but again we're trying something new we are saying goodbye to agony ant for now um and also there will be we don't think any guests this season because if this was our full-time job (laughs) and we were getting paid to do it and we had the means to have guests and you know no, I don't know, audio production. Not yeah, really if we had like a studio. Yeah, if we had a studio, um, then that would be something I would love to do because I genuinely loved the conversations we had in the mm-hmm. last season. But for now, if we want to keep spinning all of our plates, if I want to keep writing books, if Kira wants to keep going to the gym and making her YouTube videos for her thousands and thousands of followers, <laughs> for her fans, and if we do want to keep up with changing trends of social media and be on the platforms that we kind of need to be on, then we do have to kind of weigh up what we can do with this podcast. And I think what we can do is both of our favourite parts of it, which is checking in weekly and just chatting about life, which Mm -hmm. is complicated and needs to be chatted through, I feel like. Absolutely. I feel like also it's worth saying that, like, as we've already changed up the podcast a few times in the past, like, and gone in different directions... In all likelihood, we'll probably like switch things up again in a yeah. few months' time. And, like, we can't make up our mind. <laughs> add something new in, and I feel like that is kind of the uh, the thing that we want to keep doing is like gravitating towards the bits of the podcast that we enjoy making the most, and that we hear you guys listening enjoy listening to as well. So, like, we want to kind of keep the podcast as something that is like enjoyable for everyone involved both us making it and anyone listening and so that does mean it will evolve and change as we do because like it's you know who's going to stay the same or enjoy listening to the same thing forever probably no one so I feel like it's you know this is what we're doing right now and I'm very excited about it but also we're always open to like feedback and opinions and suggestions so Mm -hmm. always feel free to hit us up on Instagram with those types of things because you know is an an ever-evolving entity so yeah that's it really (laughs) i feel like you can't expect a project to not evolve with you because people are always evolving so Mm -hmm. this is just the next evolution the level up of we're spinning plates (laughs) so in the spirit of kind of our favorite part of the podcast should we kick off this i don't even know if we're doing seasons we haven't nailed that down but should we kick off this episode (laughs) with maybe the biggest weekly roundup we've ever done in the sense that it's not a week it's about it's like several months because (laughs) i feel like the last time we spoke on the podcast was advent calendars and we we weren't even in december yet we were talking about what advent calendars we were gonna get so it has been a while How have you been? been? Quite a while. Um, I've been good. Um, Shall we talk a little bit about advent calendars? Yeah. 
Because the Christmas content, I am sad that we missed. <laughs> yeah, it is a real shame, but it happened, so let's move on. And we could just like wrap up Christmas right here and now by quickly running through all of the advent calendars that we got because we had quite a few between us. Yeah. Um, so I had a tea advent calendar um, from Bird and Blend, which was delightful, like so good. Would highly recommend it to everyone. However, I missed out on it in 2020 because I left it too late. So this year I signed up for like their email list to be like the first to it. be notified because <laughs> I did not want to miss out again. And so if anyone saw the tea advent calendar or is just hearing about it now and it's interested for next year, don't sleep on it, get ready, get organized and get on their email list because you don't want to miss out on this because it's so good. <laughs> Hashtag not spawn. <laughs> It's not, I wish it was. Um, and then I also had a second tea advent calendar that Jay's mum got me, which was from the English Tea Company. That one was nice, however, it only had 12 flavours, so you got a oh, different right, one so for the first 12 days and then you repeated. So a little bit less exciting in that respect. I then had three chocolate advent calendars. <laughs> Uh, a Moo Free one, a Sainsbury's Free From one, and then a vegan white chocolate one. Nice. And then, and then the final calendar is one that we both had, and that was the Bon Maman Jam, jam Advent, Advent calendar, calendar, which jam I only... <laughs> jam don't love it. I only got that one because um, I succumbed to peer pressure, like, a few days into <laughs> December. I saw you opening it on your Instagram stories. I saw people doing taste tests on TikTok. And I was like, right, I said I didn't need another advent calendar, but here we are, and I ordered it. And I did not regret that decision, because it was great. Yeah. I mean, so I literally me. have so much jam in my yeah. class. But it was a fun time. I don't know if I'd get the jam one again, given that I've done it now. Yeah, I feel like it was a novelty. And like now I'd probably be on the lookout for like something else that's similar. Like, yeah. I know I obviously couldn't have this because it's not vegan, but I'm pretty sure there is like a, a honey advent calendar. Ooh, we get like different nice. types of honey. I feel like I'd get that if there was like a maple syrup advent calendar. That would Ooh, be great. <laughs> yes. Or like a different kinds of like chocolate spread calendar. Mm. I'd be on board for that. So yeah. I have the jambent. <laughs> I'm coining that. That's like a thing now. Um, <laughs> and then I also had, I think I had four. So I had lint chocolate as well. And then I had the Tony's chocolate only, nice. which was really interesting, that advent calendar, because on one of the days you opened it and there was nothing in there. And everyone took to Twitter and were tweeting them and saying, there's no chocolate in here. Like my child is disappointed or I'm disappointed. And they'd actually done it on purpose because Rachel, my friend who also has a YouTube channel, she messaged me like, have you opened yours yet? Has yours got nothing in? Because I think mine's faulty, but mine <laughs> had it too. Um, and it turned out that it was intentional because the following day had two chocolates in and it was meant to show like the equality differences, the inequalities, I guess, in the chocolate industry, which was such an interesting thing. I mean, it did cause an uproar. I obviously yeah. didn't mind because it's chocolate at the end of the day, but I did think that was an interesting way of- Clever marketing. Yeah, like a powerful tool within an advent calendar. So I had that one. And then my favorite one and the one that I will be repeating 100% was the Rare Birds Books Advent Calendar, which I've talked about literally to death on all of my platforms. <laughs> um, so it makes sense that I do it here, but it's an independent bookshop in Edinburgh, which I'll actually be visiting for the first time in May. And I'm so hyped because it's just such a cool just business. They have a really lots of different ideas that are really cool. And one of them is the advent calendar where every door got a different rainbow colored blurb and then at the end of the month you got to pick 
four blurbs and they sent you the books so I've never seen anything like that before in fact I went into a different bookshop and I was talking with the people in there about the advent calendar and then they looked it up and they were like wish we'd have thought of that <laughs> which was really funny um but yeah that was a really fun advent experience and that's one that I'll definitely be repeating again if they do it again so yeah that's a very variety of advent calendars yeah I really do feel like it's opened my eyes I mean like before the first year that I had a tea advent calendar I didn't really know about the vast world of advent calendars that are out there but it is it's so fun there's something for everyone Um, and I think it's just so exciting it makes your like days in December even more exciting when you have just like something cool to try or like especially like you know chocolate ones you obviously know you're gonna get a chocolate or not in case of chocolate only one but um (laughs) In, like, the tea ones or the jam ones and stuff, it was so exciting to, like, not know what flavour you are going to get and then get to try yeah. it every day. And it was just really exciting. So, yeah, yeah. I love Advent There's calendars. nothing like an Advent calendar. And I feel like at any age it can be exciting. Like, my mum had a beauty one this year and she was mm. excited. And my boyfriend had... <laughs> what are they called? the pop heads advent calendars and you get Funko Pops yeah Funko Pops and he had the Harry Potter Funko Pops advent calendar mm-hmm. and in every day you got a tiny little Funko Pop and I'm not even kidding his alarm would go off at 6am and he would go straight to the advent calendar sometimes nice. he'd wake up at 5am go to the advent calendar and then go back to sleep like so excited for I've it. never Love seen that. excitement like it and I think it was in especially in like the most dark cold months of the year to have mm. something exciting every day, it's yeah. not trivial. It's kind of important. So I am a big fan of Advent. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I feel like I ought to shout out Jay's Advent calendar because he did have loads of chocolate ones, but he also had a Star Wars socks Advent calendar. Oh, that's cool. So that was fun. Really did enjoyed it. Did he get Baby Yoda? Is that Star Wars? Yeah, that's Star Wars. Um, but I can't it? remember. Mm. I think probably there was Baby Yoda. There were so many ones. There was like Christmas Darth Vader... Stormtroopers, nice. C-3PO was on loads of them. I think there was some R2-D2 socks. Loads. Um, I love the so sock advent calendar. That is so practical, but also fun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, there's just, there's just an infinite amount of things you could do with advent calendars. Um, I'd love I, to know the, one, enjoyed the total it. number of our households. Because like, <laughs> we, had, we had six here. <laughs> How many did your household have? So we will have had... Four for Jay, then <laughs> five for you. Is it? Is it five? Two teas, a jam, and three chocolate. Six. For so me? between our households, we had sixteen advent calendars. That I mean, that's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> it in a way it is, but also it brought me so much joy that I have no shame, and I'm not sorry about it at all. So no, me there we go. Bring it on next year is what I say. It truly Absolutely. was the highlight of 2021. <laughs> It really was. Um, and moving on to other updates. Um, I can't remember really where we last spoke to you guys and where we left off in terms of where I was at with my life. But one big thing that has changed since I last recorded a podcast episode is that I started a new job, which was very exciting. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, I work in marketing and have done since I graduated from university (laughs) nearly like four years ago now gross (laughs) um and I 
was working in the tourism industry, um, which was an interesting time throughout lockdowns, pandemics, Mm. constant changing restrictions. And I think that in particular contributed quite a lot to my burnout and the feeling of uncertainty in my job, like the fact that you just didn't know what was going to happen if things were going to be closed what the like income levels were going to be it felt like your job was constantly at risk and it just wasn't a vibe so i felt like that <laughs> did you just... put that in your new job application i want to leave my old job because it's just not a vibe not a vibe um but yeah so paired with like that burnout and just also a feeling that maybe tourism wasn't the industry for me in general uh, sort of like pushed me towards looking towards marketing in other areas and I ended up settling on the charity sector which is kind of ironic because you just left your charity marketing job as I like went into it. Yeah I mean technically university unions are charities but it does feel different. Yeah I feel like it's um you'd put that just like generally in like the education sector like if you all like if you were really describing it, whereas like where you were before was like a fully fledged Full like charity. charity. So um, the charity that I'm working for is Beat, which is the UK's eating disorder charity, which is very exciting because it's something that I'm like really passionate about in general, as some of you might know from like discussions that Em and I have had throughout the last few months on the podcast. Um, and I'm so happy to be working in an industry where you feel like the, the work that you're doing is having like a, a direct positive impact on people's lives people who really need that positive impact and also that you're like working on campaigns for like sort of like systematic change to sort of get things to a better position and it just feels like my work has a lot more purpose than it did when I was working in tourism and I have just felt like the most dramatic shift in like my happiness with my work since I started this new job and also in my work-life balance which does come down to the the main perk of my new job which is the fact that it is a four-day work week everybody I talk about this non-stop on YouTube and I'm probably gonna like push people to unsubscribe because it's just (laughs) too much gloating but genuinely three-day weekend every single week it's life-changing life-changing love it so that's me I can imagine that that just totally shifts kind of in your mind but like because you have more time to do other things other than work, when you're in work, I feel like it would mean you're more productive. Mm-hmm. A lot of, yeah. Aren't a lot of places trialling it this year? Um, I think quite a few places have been trialling it. My work isn't part of like that pilot trial, which I know right. like was given a bit of press at the beginning of the year. Um, my work had been doing it since October 2020, and then they've just made that trial permanent now, so it's been approved by the board, and 40 work weeks <laughs> Ooh, are fancy. official. Yeah, they're there to stay, which is super exciting. Um, but yeah, it literally, like, your work days are a bit longer, because it's 34 hours across four days, but... It feels like you're very productive in those hours. There's always something to do. You never like sat there twiddling your thumbs and it's just so great. And then you have your three day weekend, which is long enough to like have a day where you pretty much just focus on life admin, cleaning the house, doing the food shop, all of that kind of yeah. stuff. And then you get like two proper weekend days. So that the point where like you go back on Monday, it really feels like you're ready for a new work week rather than like dreading it like you might have been on a Sunday night normally so yeah it's great I'm really happy for you I feel like 
it was evident how unhappy the old job like you felt in it and how it really felt like you'd come to a rut so yeah it's really nice to hear you talking about a job so passionately even though I am like dying inside of jealousy because I would <laughs> die for a four-day work week <laughs> it truly is life-changing it's also like pretty much an entirely work from home company so like there are people from all over the UK um, and I think that makes a difference as well as like there's not that impending fear of being told you're gonna have to go back in the office because yeah. um, I personally enjoy having just one colleague in my office and that colleague is Oscar the cat and I think that's great <laughs> that suits me and him very well and um, so yeah technically it's really good. two colleagues because I feel like you need to address what you're wearing right now <laughs> we're on FaceTime whilst we're recording this and Kira has a koala on her chest <laughs> Okay, so to clarify, though I am sad that it's not a real koala, I just want to address that I have not adopted a pet koala bear. However, what <laughs> I have got is a hot water bottle pouch. Now, I may need to share this on like our Instagram stories just for you to get like a real a real feel for what I've got on me, but basically, it is like a grey fluffy pouch with a like gap in it where you slot your hot water bottle and then it is like a strap that goes all the way around your body with velcro on the back so you basically hands free have a hot water bottle on you and then at the front it kind of has like an additional pouch where you can slot your hands so you oh, can be wow. warming warming both your like body whether you want it on your front or your back and then also if you've got it on your front you can tuck your hands in um I have to shout out my colleague Katie because she had it on on Monday on one of our team's calls and I literally ordered it there and then from Amazon and like now that's it, marketing <laughs> it has changed my life for the better might I add <laughs> you've been hashtag influenced I really have like she really ought to be getting commission because she is <laughs> selling them like she is really doing doing stuff for this koala brand um but it's great like I I'm just I'm in love with this koala bear. It's like <laughs> so it is, great because it does look like a very happy, jolly koala bear. Yeah, and I like used to have my hot water bottle. Like I'd wear several layers so that I could kind of like tuck it into like a vest and like put it in my leggings and then I could like sort of try and imitate that hands-free feel. But this is just so much better. So yeah, Next level. would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from koalas, mm-hmm. any more updates or should I give it give it a while um i have one more sad update and then i think um sad update yeah and then i think you can take it away and make make us happy it's not gatsby is it no gatsby's fine he's chilling downstairs we took him to the vets on friday to get his claws trimmed because his nails were getting a bit long but other than that he's living his best life um it's not any of my pets it is oh i know pot roast yeah it's pot roast so some of you guys might know especially um back in summertime i think i was like in the peak of my tiktok obsession and i came across (laughs) an account that will forever be my favorite tiktok account and that account is called pot roast mom and pot roast was an adorable fluffy filthy looking cat with no teeth and she was just like she was really little cat really fluffy really dirty living her best life and pot roast mom is obviously the owner of pot roast and they just had the most hilarious dark humor um stupid tiktok account that was just it brought me so much joy every time i'd see one of their videos um and then oh god i get emotional just talking about it (laughs) 
Potrus got really ill really quickly and uh, she died this week. Oh. <laughs> but Kira's actually crying. <laughs> Genuinely, I actually am. I keep seeing the videos and it makes me so sad. Oh, Kira! <laughs> this is the power of TikTok, guys. This is what I'm talking about. Kira's never met Potrus. I haven't. I wish I had. But I just feel so sad for the cat, but also for the owner. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, Kira! <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Kira cry. It's too much. I can't. I can't curve it. It's the cat. It's done it to me. It's broken me. (laughs) So yeah, I feel like I I hyped up Potros so much. Every time I had the opportunity to talk about TikTok, it would come down to Pot Roast the Cat. On YouTube live shows, I'd always manage to bring up Pot Roast. And I feel like I I just owed it to her to like, you know, say, rest in peace, Pot Roast. Um, (laughs) Oh god, I'm a mess. I tried to do an update in my vlog as well because I thought, right, I better address this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny. Like, I adore cats and it is sad, but the fact that you felt you had to address it. (laughs) I felt I owed it to her. She's so cute. Um, And I just, yeah, I think the the sadness, obviously animals die. um, And that is always sad. It's always sad, but I think the the tears and the like sadness comes from like the empathy for the owner because I'm just like yeah. I know how sad it is to lose one of your own pets. So I feel like yeah. obviously animals do pass away or they get suddenly ill, like uh, my rabbit did last year. Like there's just sometimes nothing you can do about it, but it doesn't stop the owner from feeling like devastated. So yeah, I was very sad for the cat, but mostly for the owner. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is my sad update. Um, over to you to bring it back up to the to joy i don't think people give enough kind of credit to how sad it is when an animal passes away like it is awful so yeah moment of silence rest in peace pot roast we're gonna take a moment of silence i hope you enjoyed that moment of silence i felt like i needed to get i wasn't laughing at him dying is it him it's a her. How her. dare oh, gosh. you? Oh gosh, I'm she would be. She would be so offended by that. Pot, well, <laughs> pot roast will be looking down and thinking that stranger that doesn't even know what I look like just gave me a moment of silence. So I feel like I brought it back. It's fine. Um, yeah. Whilst we leave Kira to get herself together, because I can see see that she is still kind of weeping. <laughs> I'll start with my updates. I feel like I've got two main ones. The first one is. I'm really excited to say this on the podcast because, again, I was really sad that I knew that this announcement was coming and then it just missed the point of me being able to talk about it on the podcast, which was that my writing career that Kira mentioned earlier in the podcast, for a long time, it did come to a halt. Uh, If you didn't know, my first book was called Mine and it was published by a smaller publisher called Salad Pages in 2019. And it was YA. Did I already say that? I can't remember. Um... It was YA and it was honestly just the best experience. And then due to COVID, it just kind of like halted. And I thought, I am never going to publish a book again. Like I was lucky enough to have it happen once and I did it without an agent, which I know is the way that most people get a book deal. And I thought, there's just no way that this is going to happen again. And then in, I think it was 2020. So July of 2020, mainly, I really needed a distraction. And I did a writing challenge on YouTube and on Instagram where I challenged myself to write every day. And I wrote a book which 
now is going to be published. So if you follow me on everything else or anything else, you'll probably know I've <laughs> mentioned it everywhere. Um, but my new book is being published by Harper North, which is the northern imprint of HarperCollins. And it's called Heartbreak House Share and it's coming out this July. So that's really exciting. Can't believe I get to say it. And this week I've come up with a new way of kind of describing what it is. So okay, the <laughs> normal synopsis is that the main character is called Flick and she gets dumped in the beginning of the novel. She's living in London with her boyfriend. She actually grew up in the north, but she moved there for work and she moves into a house share full of girls that completely turn her life around. She ends up, she works for a magazine and she ends up writing an agony aunt column, which I guess is very topical for us. And she ends <laughs> up fake dating someone and it's just like about the chaos of being in your 20s because if there's anything I feel passionate about, it is that. It is that... That your 20s, you just never know what's going to happen next. You never know what you're going to get next. <laughs> <laughs> your 20s really is like a box of chocolates. And that's what I wanted to write about. But the new description I've come up with is, in pop culture terms, and I don't think you've seen any of, either seen or listened to these things, but you should because this is my description. Right. It is The Bold Type, the TV show, mixed with Girl's House by Maisie Peters, which is a song. So Okay. The bold type is like people working at a magazine, girls in their 20s, that friendship element. Um, and I hadn't watched the bold type until yesterday and now I've watched all of season one. So, Wow. Okay, yeah. so you just came up with this. Yeah, I literally just came up with that. Um, and yeah, it really reminded me of like the work element of the book and kind of the friendship element. And then Girl's House by Maze Peters is actually an unreleased song. She only released a teaser for it, but I'm obsessed with the teaser. And she needs right. to release the song by July because it's kind of the anthem for Heartbreak House Share. In that it's about <laughs> a house full of girls. So those two things, I feel like, combine and are a better description of Heartbreak House Share than I could ever try to give on my own. So I love that. Very excited. Heartbreak House Share is coming out in July. And it is just, it feels like a second chance in my writing career that I'd really didn't think I was going to get. I don't know if that's just me being really cynical, but it did just feel like this dream that doesn't happen more than once. So I know what you mean. I feel like writing as an industry is obviously, not that I have any personal experience of it, but from what you kind of like see is that yeah. it's quite a, a brutal industry and that, you know, talent, while important, doesn't always equate to success. And so yeah. it's like, it can feel like sort of this void that you're pouring a lot of your passion and energy and like time into without any like guarantee of a reward so I'm so so happy for you that this has all worked out because I for one cannot wait to get my hands on Heartbreak House Share because I think it looks the cover style looks very Beth O'Leary and as to my ears <laughs> as you know we're, we're big fans of Beth O'Leary in this house so like I'm so excited to read it um, and I did really enjoy mine as well when you brought that out and it was so exciting to read your debut and go to the book launch was really fun but <laughs> yeah <laughs> it also is like a much more I guess like serious kind of a novel whereas I feel yeah. like the vibes I'm getting from this one is that it's gonna be like uplifting and fun and relatable and I absolutely can't wait to read it so yeah yeah this to me is like I wrote this book that is coming out Heartbreak House Share also didn't mention that it's my first adult book and it is a rom-com mm -hmm. um it was kind of a book that I just wrote entirely for myself and what I needed to hear 
which was that your 20s might feel like a mess but in the end everything does work out and if you've got friends by your side and people in your life that you trust like everything will be okay um and so I wrote it for myself and it's kind of become this book that I really hope for anyone that feels a little bit lost it will help them feel a bit better but it is just a fun kind of fake dating friendship because friendship is so important and is underrepresented in books and so I feel like is that period of life in your early 20s I don't really read a lot of that so it's just all of that in kind of a fun London slash Liverpool slash Manchester novel which very excited to share and whilst it is like very light-hearted it does have kind of more serious themes in it throughout and one of those is a mental health storyline for a side character and that leads me on to my second update which is that whilst we've been gone so I feel like I started this in October so I was probably already going through it before we ended the last season but I don't know if I mentioned it I might have done in that my NHS calling came up and I got put on therapy so I've been on the waiting list for therapy for I had been on it I think for a a year and a bit and then in Mm -hmm. October I got the calling and I have been like doing weekly zoom therapy sessions ever since and mental health isn't something that I feel like I have ever been very open about on this podcast like you have been quite a lot more open than me and I feel like a part of that is because I never really understood my place in that conversation because it's really hard to get help I feel like it's really hard to get therapy I know how like soul crushing waiting lists can be but I finally got off the waiting list and I have been on therapy for anxiety which is one of those things that I don't think until you ever really talk about it with someone you realize for how long it has infiltrated your life and at what kind of high stakes so it's not like the biggest of deals I haven't been in crisis but it is something that I would like to talk about a bit more on the podcast I think because as I understand my own anxiety more I feel like it's something that I feel more open about because it's something that I never really understood because I'd never had access to kind of the tools to figure it out so it's not a giant update in fact it's just kind of a mundane day-to-day update in that I have been doing it weekly and it has been one of the best experiences that I think I've ever had I know therapy doesn't work for everyone but it really does work for me um and it's really nice to kind of understand my brain a bit more I think there's you can't put a price on that it's priceless to understand your brain and the way it works and I do think most people would benefit from it so I feel like I am in a position now to bring that to the podcast a bit more which is exciting because I haven't felt like that before yeah absolutely and although you say it's not a big update I feel like it is in a way like one of the biggest things you can kind of do to protect your own like long-term mental health like if you recognize that there's something that you're struggling with taking the steps to kind of get that help for it stop you from as you said you've not been in crisis but like taking that step to understand yourself better and to get those like better coping mechanisms for anxiety in this case but for you know loads of other things as well like working with someone professionally to get through those issues and find coping mechanisms that works for you is what's going to stop you from ever reaching like that crisis point so I think it is a big thing and thing that I think is going to be really good for you to bring to the podcast um especially because like although I have been open about like uh, mental health and those kinds of things I think it's easier to talk about it retrospectively and a lot of the things I talk about happened when I was teenager and any kind of like help I got in terms of counseling and therapy was when I was like about 16 so I think it is quite easy to to be open about something that feels 
like in your past whereas yeah. to like be open about something that you are like actively going through is like I think really important to do but also like equally quite difficult to do so yeah I'm I'm glad you feel like you can bring that here yeah and I do think that a lot of the things that my brain does it's going to be quite relatable if I ever do talk about it I'm not saying I'm going to do a mental health section every week because yeah it's not I don't think it will be like that I just think I'll have more to add to conversations because I think anxiety is very common and Mm -hmm. people underestimate how much of a hold on your life and in your outlook on life mainly it can have so yeah that's a life update and gonna finish it on the life update that I am now partially blonde which I am loving (laughs) I feel like I'm in a blended phase so I walked into actually funny story my hair dye history is that I have had hair several colours in my life. When I was 15, though, I walked into a salon and I gave them a picture of Zoella's dip dye and I said, please can I have this? <laughs> and that was in the stage, I feel like, where hairdressers didn't really understand what it was and I got literally dipped in bleach. Not my whole body. I didn't get dipped in bleach. That would have been painful. <laughs> you were picked yeah. up and dropped in the bucket. <laughs> my hair was quite literally, like had a straight line of bleach um and then (laughs) a couple of weeks ago I walked into a salon at the age of 23 and I gave them a picture of Zoella's balayage and I said I'll have that so clearly even though my tastes in hair have changed they always I always want to look like Zoella so I think that's that's fair because her hair it's been on many a journey but her hair has always been something spectacular whether it was like OG Zoella just from like the sheer length of it and just like how long and healthy it looked or like now she just has like the most stylish short hair and it just it's it's a vibe while my old job was not a vibe Zoella's hair has been and always will be a vibe (laughs) so yeah I think it does have the Zoe vibe to it and I think what a great way to like pay homage to the icon that is Zoella so yeah, <laughs> yeah. ultimate fan girl um and whether brunettes or blondes have more fun I think I'll be able to weigh in because I'm now in a or maybe I both. won't because I'm in a hybrid state where I'm both <laughs> maybe you'll have no fun because you'll yeah. like be pulled from both ends <laughs> so we're bringing back the podcast to be more fun but my hair means I'm gonna have none so none well I am a brunette have always been a brunette and I always have a fun time so I'm on yeah. team brunette <laughs> I mean she's got a koala on her chest so I, I mean, mean that's not your chest literally <laughs> my stomach yeah although it could go anywhere to be honest yeah so, like it's versatile and we love it (laughs) another hashtag not spawn (laughs) although at this point i'd like to say if anyone would like to sponsor us looking at you bird and blend tea or koala hot water bottle holders you know where to find us (laughs) yeah which is here we are back shall we conclude i think we shall um i think episodes going forward maybe have a, a teeny tiny little bit more structure than this but seeing as we've had such a massive little break massive little break is such an <laughs> oxymoron but we've had a big break um so it felt only right to kind of just like word vomit and just yeah, share everything that's up. happened um and now we're all caught up up to speed um obviously we haven't heard from you guys in a while so if you have any major updates you'd like to share i might pop a little box in our instagram stories when the episodes goes live so you can give us any major life updates we'd love to hear them but other than that thank you so much for listening and we will catch you in the next in episode. episode which we promise will happen <laughs> and not in several months time just in the very near future <laughs> <laughs> bye guys bye